uh, our sponsor this half hour is American Financing. Um, I, I want you to understand why I want you to roll your credit cards, your high interest credit cards into a consolidation loan. If you have your house paid off, you're like, I don't want to I don't want to mortgage my house again. I understand that. But you're not going to be able to afford the interest rates on these credit cards because they will keep going up and up and up and you'll never get in front of it. Your mortgage is a locked rate. And so if interest rates start to go up, you are just paying them down. So if you can pay them, um, imagine how fast you can pay them if you're knocking money off because you're no longer paying 10, 12 percent every month. And you're going to pay more than that later. Get your house financed uh, through American Financing. Use a consolidation loan to take all of your debt that has high interest credit card. Take it out. Take it out and pay it off. It's American Financing at 800-906-2440 or AmericanFinancing.net. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. weekend we are now seeing what the great reset has to do it has to separate and make good guys and bad guys the bad guys of course are trump supporters or people who don't agree with the mandatory vaccine so protesters are popping up all over the world here's what the italian prime minister said about the unvaccinated Bisogna che anche coloro che oggi saranno che da oggi saranno oggetto di restrizioni oppure comunque che a cui saranno riservate le restrizioni mm-hmm, mm-hmm. possano essere tornare a essere parte di tutti di, della società I don't know. It nice. uh, I think he was saying let's feed them spaghetti or he was saying they are not part of our society anymore. You choose. And then Justin Trudeau said this over the weekend. So, it's crazy what's going on. Uh, don't you wish your fixing your car was more simple? Today's cars are so technically complicated. They're more complicated and have more computer chips in them than uh, we had when we landed the moon. It's guaranteed that something is going to break on your car at some point, which is why you need to have a protection plan from CarShield. If your car is out of warranty, how much is it going to cost you to fix it? What will it cost you just to have a rental car while yours is in the shop if one of those chips that we just don't have any, we have to wait until, wait, the chip comes in? Well, you could sell your car and 
get another car. Oh, have you seen the price of that? You really need to have coverage from CarShield. CarShield.com slash Beck. Save 10% right now. CarShield.com slash Beck. Or you can call them at 800-391-8888. 800-391-8888. Deductible may apply. All right, you sick, twisted freak. I'd like to really talk to you today and what is on your mind. What are you feeling? What did you and your family and your friends talk about this weekend? Where are we as a people? I want to get a gauge of you. Let's go to Heather in Texas. Hello, Heather. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. Um, I just wanted to speak to your interview last Thursday with James Lindsay and how much I appreciated it. Oh. Um, I had shared a post from PragerU that said CRT doesn't make racists uncomfortable. It makes racists. Mm. And I had a friend reach out to me and she said, explain this to me. Tell me more because I don't understand. So I was able to use um, your interview with him and kind of give her the elevator pitch. I told her about his book. And then I sent her a link to your best of show that had his interview um, on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And so I just came to her and I said, you know, I'm a homeschool mom. So, of course, I'm like, if you have questions, come to me. Let's research. But um, it just opened that door for one more person to understand the origin of CRT yeah. and where it's going. And I learned so much even just on Thursday. So, of course, now I want to get his book and read it. But I just appreciate that you share um, resources that have original sources like your books and his book and quotes from the founding people of these concepts. Yeah, because it's hard to argue the original people who created it. You're not arguing Glenn Beck. You're not arguing James Lindsay. These are the people that came up with it. So how can you argue what their original purpose was? So I have talked to several people that, um, you know, for instance, have spouses that will dismiss me or dismiss the theories or whatever. Uh, and then when presented with the original source, uh, for instance, I just talked to somebody the other day. They said I couldn't get them to listen to ESG and that's just garbage and it's conspiracy theory. Then I got your book and I read your book and they wouldn't read the book. You know, I want to look at the sources. They said, no, OK, then start at the end of the book because that's all original sources. And then they just walked away. I mean, some people are just not going to be there. But there are a lot of people um, that when you present them uh, with the actual facts and the original sources, they will change. I don't know what the ratio is, but you got to keep trying and jettison those people who just won't stop arguing with them. Stop trying to convince them. Move on. There are other people like your friend that will pay attention. Get to them. Yes, very much so. So I just want to say I appreciate the the vast array of people you bring in and topics you bring in uh, that share, you know, original source material, because that really helps. Thank you. you. I appreciate it. Thanks, Heather. Uh, Let's go to Angela in Idaho. Hello, Angela. Hi. So um, my husband's Canadian. I'm American. And we've just moved down to the States a couple of years ago. We've been in Canada for the last, um, you know, well, I've been up there for the last 13 years, but he's obviously always been there. <laughs> um, but we were, you know, following this uh, protest for the last, you know, ever since it started, because this was the first time that we've been really proud of Canada, because Canadians in general are just extremely passive people. I mean, they watch the news and they're just like, well, if that's what the news says, then, you know, we've got to listen to them. We've just got to do that, like follow along. And they're just very, 
they just follow and they try and follow the rules and they're they're good people yeah um, they're just they trusting yeah, they don't fight nearly as much as Americans do. Like I'm, I get fired up about this kind of stuff. And you know, James's mom, for example, is like, well, like I mean, we're supposed to wear masks now. Like you know, that's what we're supposed to do. And we're just like, no, you you can like go against <laughs> that. Right. What is what what is the view in your opinion up in Canada of Trudeau now? So I'm I'm from Alberta, and so we've never liked Trudeau. Is this is this is this Trudeau or one of the Secret Service that are listening in? Who is who is this? Well, this is my husband James. Oh, hi James. How are you? Yeah, the Secret Service don't like Trudeau either. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so tell tell me about Trudeau. Well, just we we've always been of the opinion that like like he has nothing. He has no does no favors for Alberta. Like. We, we send money to, to Quebec every year to fund all of their social programs, and they don't want anything to do with our oil and gas, but they'll, for some reason, be in bed with the Saudi gas providers, the oil, oil right. providers. And it's like, right. like why, don't you want, why don't you want cleanly brought, oh, like oil that's the most cleanly and humane, or whatever, brought out of the, the earth, as opposed to the stuff that's overseas like why, why will we fund that but we won't fund our own people yeah, we, want, we want alberta's money but we don't want anything to do with Alberta. Right. so um do you think trudeau survives this i mean didn't didn't they change the emergency war powers act because trudeau trudeau's dad used it back in the 70s or 80s right you don't shoot at that's that's bizarre like father like son and they thought it was an overreach did well, it's like, it's like they expected somebody different than his son when his son went into office. I, so. thought, I thought his dad was Fidel Castro, but I mean. <laughs> okay, <laughs> can I ask you another one more question on this? Do people believe that, or is Which, that just a joke? Oh, that Fidel Castro is his daddy. Yeah, he sure looks like him. I I, I think it's <laughs> just like a a underlying like because I mean. Being French, I mean, they're not always the most uh, monogamous Ah, uh uh-huh, okay. um, There's been some songs written about her by rock stars. (laughs) Yeah, so I think it's it's just a a joke, but it could be like, oh, maybe it is real because he is, you know, French, and they don't necessarily say (laughs) (laughs) Right, okay. All right, guys, thank you so much. Thanks for calling. You know, I I keep hearing this and people refer to uh, uh, his father figure. You know, Justin Trudeau's father figure, Castro. (laughs) Like, wait, is is this a joke or do Canadians actually believe that? Is it the birth certificate thing? But I I mean, I have checked into it. She was down uh, with Castro, you know, the month he would have to be conceived. So I'm just saying I'm just. The pictures, I mean, it's one of those things it is that one of those I don't things. know that there's any truth to it, but right. the pictures are pretty amazing. He looks a lot more like Fidel Castro than his actual father. And the fact that father. he was one of the only guys that really said nice words at Castro's, you know, besides a Castro. Right. Uh, the, the only real Western leader that was like, oh, he was a great guy. And he used to send me a train set when I was, you know, he was the only guy that really went over the top on praise for Fidel Castro when he died. So, so I, I don't know. 
I'm not Canadian. And, and at this point, I'm glad I'm not Canadian. Uh, let me go to David in Maryland. Hello, David. Hello, Glenn. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. Hey, I, I am a, a trucker down here in the States. I've been driving for 30 years. And I'm not real sure what. I've been, I've been trying to work through what I'm going to do if called upon to stand up. Um, I actually have friends, business owners, even even people from my church saying, hey, we will financially support you if you choose to go. And I'm looking at them saying, do you see what's going on 500 miles north of us here? And you're, I don't know that I, I want to put them in that position. You know, we have a, my wife has a, a small business, home-based business. She's a tutor out of our home. And I'm like, honey, you know, we could really risk losing everything if I go. But on the other hand, I'm really feeling called to go. I never thought, Glenn, that I would face what I call a founder's moment, but mm-hmm. it very well may be my life, my my fortune, as small as it is, and my sacred honor of being labeled an insurrectionist or a terrorist. I mean, I've got to consider all of that, and what what is it going to literally cost me to go down and say, you know, freedom? And like your caller said, yeah, they've got a blueprint now. They've got something that they can implement to counter what what the convoy would do. So, yeah, I'm walking into this thing, or literally driving into this thing, right into the teeth of the thing, knowing exactly what's coming. But I'm still feeling somewhat compelled to go and and take a stand. I will tell you, uh, this is, David, we are all going to have to go through this um, dilemma. All of us. Um, we, you're just one of the first to have to do it. And I think this is a really good thing uh, that you're you're going through, uh, I mean, I'm really sorry, uh, whichever way you decide, you will choose a side and everybody's going to have to. And as Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, not to stand is to stand. You are making a commitment if you just stay silent. And I'm not telling you which decision you should make. Everybody has to make that on their own. Um, but I, I think I, I will pray for you. And I would ask our audience to to uh, to pray for David and anybody like David. Which way are you leaning right now, David? Going. I, I can't look at this point in time in American history and shrink back and think someone else is going to do it. I've, I've been, I really listened to the words of your intro song, you know, to stand up, to hold the line. It's time to do something. And, Glenn, here's the, here's the thing that really has me, I'm wrestling with. I'm a Christian. My wife and I are believers. This isn't, uh, we, we don't have a let's go Brandon sign or a sticker or a flag or anything like that. We have, we literally do not make our politics known at all. And we're not doing this as a political statement. This freedom that we're fighting for is something that's guaranteed in the Constitution that gives freedom to every American citizen. We don't care if they're gay, straight, black, purple, whatever. It's freedom. We're asking the government 
to give us back our freedom. When all of this happened with COVID, Glenn, my first question was, how do the American people get the power back that the government seized? during all of this? How do they get the power back to open their businesses? How do they get the power back to freely associate? How do they get the power back to go back out and live their lives? They don't. So if we don't stand now, there's no going backwards from here. It's only going to go forward. So somebody's got to stand. And if at first, Glenn, it was the first responders, it was the nurses, the doctors, you know, yeah, the truckers, we trucked all the time and just hauled freight. But those were the people that were in front. And now look what they're doing to them if they don't get the shots. Well, now, if it's the truckers' turn to stand up, Glenn, I've got to stand. I know I have to stand. I can't. I'm just about ready to burst into tears. I can't sit here and watch this go by knowing I've got three adult daughters, 25, 23, and 21, that are just starting their lives and saying, Ladies, I'm sorry, you're going to have to put up with whatever's coming. I can't do that. David, I'm maybe... Sorry, man. I'm <laughs> no, no. Maybe three or four times in the history of this show, and it's always a pivot. Someone will call in and speak the words that so many are feeling, and it's never... It's never with bravado. It's always with deep reflection and sorrow that they speak those words. You are that caller for this time. Hold on, David, because I want to give you a bit of something to chew on uh, over the next few days and weeks and months. First, let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It is my pillow. You can sleep on any old set of sheets, um, but if you want to sleep on the very best, Mike's latest incredible deal is on his Giza Dream Sheets. And these are the sheets that I rave about. They are really good. They're made from the best cotton in the world. That's Giza cotton. They're ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. And they get softer every time you use them and every time you wash them. Right now, they're at their lowest price ever, 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with the promo code BECK. Don't forget the 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, check out the flash sale on the Giza Dream Sheets with the promo code BECK. You'll also get a copy of Mike Lindell's free book with your purchase. So enter the promo code BECK, call 800-966-3117 or MyPillow.com. Go there now. 10 seconds, station ID. David, the, the reason why uh, I say there's always, there's always a caller, and there's been maybe three in uh, the last 20 years, 22 years of my broadcast, um, that... Speak from the heart and speak the truth. There are a lot of callers that have a lot of bravado, and I will have even bravado from time to time. But those are the things that led us to the Declaration of Independence, and that's good. But that that is the summer soldier. That is the summer soldier, somebody who is there when it's nice and warm and everything is great, and we're having these... 
you know, we think we're on top of the world and yeah, let's let's break away. Let's break away from England. And then the reality sets in. And I think that's what's happened here. That's what is happening, at least in my house. The reality of where and when we are is beginning to set in. And now it's not necessarily um, there, there can be no hyperbole. Because you're going to have to do one or the other. And now we're all thinking, okay, well, what does this mean for me? Because it's just up at the border. And we're seeing the same kinds of things being done with the January 6th investigation. And we see how they are trying to go after people's banks, bank accounts. When we went into the, into the war, it was in July. And we started fighting after the signing of the Declaration of Independence. And we lost every single battle until December 25th that year. Every battle we lost, we were in retreat. On December 23rd, Thomas Paine wrote these words. These are the times that try men's souls. The summer soldier and the sunshine patriot will, in this crisis, shrink from the service of their country. But he who stands by it now deserves the love and thanks of men and women. Tyranny like hell is not easily conquered. Yet we have this consolation with us. The harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. What we obtain too cheap, we esteem too lightly. It is dearness only that gives everything its value. And heaven knows how to put a proper price upon its goods. And it would be strange indeed if so celestial as of an article as freedom should not be highly rated. The government with an army to enforce her tyranny has declared that she has a right, fill in the blank, but that's to bind us in all cases whatsoever. And if being bound in that matter is not slavery, then there is no such thing as slavery upon the earth. Read Thomas Paine and keep him with you, David. I think your heart is in the right place. You sound like you are right with God and you have a peaceful uh a peaceful heart your feelings of trepidation are warranted but if god is with us who can stand against us the glenn back program you know your home movies and everything that you have your pictures they're all past their prime because, you know, because they, they all fade, the pictures fade, the magnetic tape used in VHS and camcorder, it only lasts 10 to 20 years. Believe it or not, the 90s are now 30 years ago. Feel old yet? By the way, the distance between now and 1970 is as far as 1970 to 1918. Yeah. Now, how young do you feel? Anyway. Legacy Box is running a $9 videotape sale. It's normally $27 to $30. At this price, there's never been a better day to convert your entire collection of videos. They're running exclusive offers on film, film reels and photos as well. It's LegacyBox.com slash back. 
get these converted to digital before they're all gone legacybox.com slash back unlock the radio offer this is the radio first offer now use the promo code back go to legacybox.com slash back get their nine dollar tape sale legacybox.com slash back now is the time to join the movement at blaze tv go to blaze tv.com slash glenn the promo code is glenn This is the Glenn Beck program. I would take uh, line five and then line 11, please. Uh, Clark, welcome. Clark, oh, hey, how are you? I'm, I'm better than I deserve. Okay. Um, but, uh, I, Glenn, I, the reason I'm calling is, you know, you said, how are you feeling? And, and I'm kind of losing hope. Um, hmm. And I'll tell you why. You and, and I agree with you. You've been talking, you know, we need to do this the Martin Luther King way. We need to, you know, we need to be peaceful. We need to be respectful, not fight back, just take the blows. And I'm, I'm worried. I'm, I lived through that, and, um, and, and I'm a Jesus guy, and I agree with that. But I'm watching what's going on. They, uh, there's no respect for the Constitution from our leaders. The rule of law is pretty much dead. The, the my fellow citizens are not god fearing um and the culture is such that that there's no press that's in agreement with the movement it's it's a whole different atmosphere than what we had during the Martin Luther King days and and I'm worried that we're coming up on the loading the Jews into the trains moment um not the let's have a uh a cultural revolution and, and actually, you know, have the right thing, the right stuff prevail. Um, and, uh, I'm, I, it's just, it's, it's hard to keep the faith when all the stars are not aligning with, you know, what it took to have, you know, the, the civil rights movement succeed. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a lot concerned. So Clark, uh, it's really going to be you know we're 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 past the shove point. We're now to the shoot point, and I don't want to be shot. Right. Um. I'm I am not afraid. Um. I have been fighting the good fight in my own city, but uh, I'm many times I'm the only guy showing up to the city council meeting. I'm the only guy speaking out against some of this stuff. Okay. So that that is that's one thing um, that I would correct quickly, Clark. If you are alone in the community, I'd move. Uh, be surrounded by people that uh, think like you do. Uh, don't don't be the lone fighter there. Um, you, you you need at least a couple of people with you. But I honestly, um, it is really important to be surrounded by like minded people and spiritual people. Remember, Jesus, he turned over the tables. And he lectured and he was sharp tongued. He brought a sword. Remember that he brought a sword. So he is sharp tongued and he will say things that were true and divide. But when they come to get him, he won't uh, he wouldn't dishonor his words of love and peace. He would not do it. That's the only way to win. If the truckers, they only missed one step that I saw. And that is when the police come, don't resist. 
Remember the um, uh, Martin Luther King, they just knelt down and you could take them away. They did not resist. It is so important to be seen um, not resisting. It's important to be seen as completely peaceful because you have to capture the uh, people who are not on your side and you're never going to you're never going to capture them by being who the other side says you are. The other side says you're a terrorist. Act like a terrorist. You'll be a terrorist and it will be over. In this particular case, when we are protesting, that is a different story entirely. You are doing that to get people's attention and to show them that you are the peaceful one. It is the government that is the bad one. These guys did everything right, everything right, except at the last moment, they should have just said peacefully, come take me, I'll go. Any cameras that would have caught that would have been good, especially, remember, that's what changed America. It was the fire hoses and the police dogs on people who were defenseless. That's what changed the course. It wasn't PR. It wasn't anything. It was the fact that these were peaceful people that stood there and took the fire hose to the body, took the bites of the dog. That's really hard to do, but necessary. Natasha in Ohio. Hello, Natasha. Hello, Glenn. It is so wonderful to finally speak with another fellow patriot. Thank you. Um, uh, my family history goes back in this country since 1740. I have ancestors that fought in every war in this country since 1740. Wow. And they were wonderful. My, my family history and lineage is absolutely fascinating. They're, we're still here. We're still patriots. And... I wonder sometimes, you know, what my grandfather would have said to me. You know, he fought in the Battle of the Bulge. Or my other grandfather would say to me now, he fought, well, he was a CB in Hawaii, and he survived the bombing of Pearl Harbor. And I wonder what they would say to me as as a woman at my age, at 46. What would they say to me? What what would their advice be to me? I wonder. I wonder what your aspect would be on that, Glenn. Um, I've thought about a lot about my grandparents this weekend, um, and uh, my sisters were in town, and so we've had a lot of really deep family discussions um, about these things that we're talking about right now. And our grandparents, um, when it came to um, standing up, um, I don't think they knew who they were, for one. But they lived in a different time in a different America. But I knew they would I know that they would um, talk to me about fascism and what fascism looks like and what it really is. Um, I take from my grandparents what they always taught me about the Great Depression. Uh, And you have to understand, because I believe this is coming. Food was so scarce that my grandmother kept every scrapped and i think all of our grandmothers if you're my age kept everything everything and never wasted any anything not we had the same wrapping paper from my grandmother every year and she'd say don't tear it don't tear it i want to use it again next year 
Grandma, the depression has been over for 40 years. It could happen at any time, my grandfather would say. You don't understand. It could happen at any time. Um, I took that. But let me share. Let me share this. If you look at George Washington in his diary, 1774, he wrote, went to church, fasted all day. He was a faithful man. He was a guy who actually would uh, pray on both sides of dinner. He'd be meeting with preachers and they'd, pre- they'd, they'd, they'd pray, led by him at the table before dinner. And the preachers would get up after dinner and he'd go, whoa, 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 whoa. We haven't had thanks yet. And he gave thanks a second time. Very faithful man. He, on this day, didn't have the idea to fast and he didn't fast alone. He fasted along with the entire Virginia House of Burgesses. He fasted with a well-remembered American, Patrick Henry, George Mason. He fasted with Thomas Jefferson. It was Thomas Jefferson who actually drafted the the, uh, resolution for that day. It was a day of fasting, humiliation, and prayer to devoutly implore the divine interposition for averting the heavy calamity which threatens destruction to our civil rights. This is 1774. Now, here's the key. You ask me what our founders would say. You ask me what the people who went before us. Well, the people that I really respect that went before us, they saw everyone's civil rights. If it's being, if it's happening up in Boston, it's happening to them. June 1st, 1774 was the, was the day the Boston Port Act went into effect. The king was mad at the people of Boston, and they made their stand at the Boston Tea Party. So the Boston Port Act was their punishment, and it closed their harbor. It was a threat against their economy because they disobeyed the king. They could have lost it all. Well, the American patriots were appalled, and William Prescott He's the guy who was commanding the Patriot forces at the Battle of Bunker Hill. He said, if we submit to this, all is gone. Our forefathers passed the vast Atlantic, spent their blood and treasure that we might enjoy their liberties, both civil and religious, and transmit them to their uh, posterity. Are we going to give them up? And if we do, can we can our children rise up and call us blessed? So Thomas Jefferson organized the men of Virginia, of the House of Burgess, and took to the church. They passed it, said that it was highly necessary that they dedicate a full day of fasting and prayer on behalf of the injustice being carried out on their sister colony of Massachusetts Bay. The king's governor was really upset with this. He said he dissolved the House of Burgess just two days later. But the Virginians weren't disheartened. Oh, you're going to you're going to dissolve this. They met in a tavern in Raleigh and decided to form a new group. Not the House of Burgess, but a Continental Congress. And that Congress is the one that met in Philadelphia just a few months later. The same Congress that voted for independence from the king. So when the king violated their rights, they retaliated. But I want you to remember that tea belonged to the king. 
the the Indians, the Americans that went on to that onto that ship, they never harmed anyone. They they stood with the captain and said, we have nothing against you. We're not going to harm anything else on the ship. In fact, after they threw it in, they swept the decks. Just to make sure everything was clean and put back right. At every step, the people refused to comply. Every time the monarchy came back stronger and we responded in kind with more people pushing together. More people standing up, more people bending the knee at first. This was the American way. When we banded together and we had common cause, our common cause is our Bill of Rights. Now, can we come together? Not unless we beseech the power of the Almighty. They didn't, I mean, it, maybe it would have seemed to them over and over again when they reach out, they get punished for it, and it's their official business to pray for the patriots. Maybe it would have seemed like they made a terrible mistake. Maybe we should have gotten off our knees. They prayed for their neighbors, their system of governance. It was completely disbanded, and they must have felt at the time that was a mistake. God didn't hear us, but they didn't see it that way. They didn't give up. They just kept doing what they knew to be right. They had the faith, even, and this is when faith counts, and the only time it counts, even when it makes very little sense to have faith. It's so obvious today that they heard that God heard them. And perhaps that's our story today, but we don't recognize that he hears us. Perhaps we don't hear him or see him move because not enough of us are praying. Maybe not enough of us are beseeching his will. Instead, we're, we're seeking our will. I got to know. I know this God stuff is great, but I've got to. No, there is no, but I've got to. What is he telling you? Pray for the people in Canada. See them as you see your family. Because they are. And they may be foreshadowing what does come to your family. Sponsor this half hour is the Tuttle Twins. You know why leftists go after your kids, the education level? Because they're terrified of what they could become if they ever learned the truth. So they have to shut out the truth. That's what's going on in the world today. And there has never been such a need for young people to rise up and say no to big government and yes to personal freedom and liberty. But they don't know it. They've never been taught it. They think that this is America, that this is the free market, that this is freedom. It's not. So how do you teach your kids that we went awry a long time ago? This is just the end of it. The Tuttle Twins. These books are tremendous, and they're having a President's Day sale. Includes all 12 kids' books, 
all the activity workbooks, plus a free copy of 10 important facts about the Declaration of Independence. These are for your kids, your kid kids, and your high school kids. They have adult series, you know, for the young reader, and they also have the kids' books. You just go online and find the ones that are right for you, but I'm telling you, you should own the set, and every family should be sharing these with their kids and their grandkids, their cousins, their nephews. It is TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Glenn Beck. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. So tell me, Stu, what you make of this. Riddle me this, Batman. Okay. Not only did Bernie Madoff's uh, wife and somebody else. Sister. Sister in a husband suicide. Okay. Okay. Bernie Madoff's sister sister and and her husband. Her husband. That's Mm -hmm. what it is. But also, you know, uh, Jeffrey Epstein, the guy that was helping him, who was in a French prison, hung himself with a sheet in jail and the cameras didn't get any of it well they didn't have cameras in the cell but am i wrong the cameras did not get get any of it i guess to solve that riddle you'd have to believe that more than one person per day in the world dies which, exactly. I mean, what are the odds of that? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah. This is the Glenn Beck Program.